I'm looking forward to the call. I do have a bit of a cold, and I'm going to do my best to speak. And uh, I may have to put you on mute from time to time as I, I struggle through that. But I did not want to delay this meeting. We had, uh, I don't know how many eventually, somewhere between 1,600 and 2,000 registered. And we want to help you. So this is a different kind of web clinic for us. It's, it's classic in several ways. Uh, it's classic because we're going to be looking at case studies. It's classic because we're going to be teaching you from those case studies unique information uh, that is connected to uh, the heuristics that we've been researching here for years. But it's different in that I want to present the information related to the conversion sequence and, and some of the key concepts you've heard from us before in a very different and even more simplified way. I'm hoping for a kind of a psychological click that will occur during this call when you will just instantly get what we're saying and be able to go right back and with eyes that see even clearer, look at your web pages, look at your offer pages, whether that's e-commerce or subscription, and intensify the conversion rates. This is the year 2009, as we all know. There are challenges in our economy. Marketing budgets are being slashed. We need the best performing pages we have ever had on the Internet. And so the goal is to try and help you get something in this time together that's actionable. We have a simple title, Optimizing Offer Pages, but it's really deceptive and I think it should almost be uh, retitled in the briefing because uh, we want to teach you something called the conversion fulcrum. You've heard us talk about a sequence in conversion, about value proposition and anxiety and friction. If you're a regular, it's uh, common language uh, here. But I want to show you with the fulcrum how you can get a very dramatic increase. And I, in fact, am going to show you a case study that was shocking in terms of its overall results. So with that in mind, I want to begin right away by looking at a landing page. And not ours and not the case study. I'm going to do this right at the beginning in order to illustrate a point. So somebody quick submit to me a landing page. And I'm going to ask my staff to go live with it. So you can use the chat feature, I'm sorry, the question and answer feature to write in your landing page, and we're going to pull one up for you right now. John, come on over if you would, please, and uh, let's uh, go live with the browser. I'm surprising my staff. This is not in our notes, but I feel it's the best way to make uh, the interesting point that must be made at the beginning for all of this to go well. So... You're submitting many, many, many pages, and the first one we pull up will be, when you see it for the first time, I'll be seeing it for the first time. Um, let's go to, <laughs> someone submitted womensseductioncenter.com. It's probably a very good site, but I'm afraid to go there here in front of the whole world. Uh, why don't we try, uh, uh, let me see, uh, I don't know what Gorel is, but let's go there. And then we'll go to arvadacenter.org. Let's go to gorel.com. I have no idea where we're going right now, but that's kind of what makes this real and, and actionable. So John is pulling up a browser. We're going to carry it over to the window where you can see it yourself. Excellent. Windows and doors. Now, it's classic. It's uh, apparently e-commerce. It might be B2B. It was submitted to us by Tyson. 
Tyson, you can use the chat feature, and John, if you'll monitor that, uh, to tell us what the objective is on this particular page. While Tyson is doing that, uh, I want you just to get a look. So I'm sliding up and down. If you're working with a computer that's capable and you want to visit the website, you can see the URL. It's G-O-R-E-L-L.com. They sell windows and doors. And uh, I think Tyson is probably writing now to tell us what you do. Now, Tyson, there are hundreds of, of people writing me. It's right here. It's our home page. We manufacture windows and doors to the dealer network. All right. So, Tyson, I assume this is B2B, and uh, this is your home page. And let's talk about, uh, do you have a landing page here? So, I'm going to click on looking for lower energy bills and see where that takes me. We're going there live right now. It starts talking to me about low energy or Goriel energy efficient windows for lower home energy bills. All right. Now, I have a simple question for Tyson, and this will help us all to work together to help him, and then we'll drill down deep into the learning. Tyson, what is the objective of this page? Write me fast. What is the objective of this page? I'm watching while those of you are beginning to critique it. Someone's answered for you, uh, but I'll, I'll give you a chance to tell me, all right? This page is for homeowners to understand what low e-glass does, all right? I need a landing page. I need an offer page. Is there an offer page on here? Tell me, Tyson, quickly or I'm going to shift to a new website. Is there an offer page here? Tell me quickly. There we go. He's answering me. Uh, all right. Good. I'm going to move then. I'm going to move very quickly to another page. All right. So uh, let's take this one right here. And uh, we're going there right now live. AccelerateYourTraining.com. All right. So here we have this page submitted by Mario. And uh, employee training is a headache, it costs too much, and there's little ROI. Employee training is a hassle because most training methods don't work. Our training has accomplished those things and more. Click here to find out more. So uh, based on the graphic on the left, I'll assume that it, this is not a page of murder and mayhem, but actually you're trying to illustrate the problem. And uh, I would assume that you want me to click here and that when I click there, I'm going to get to a more detailed offer page. That would be my assumption. All right, so here I come to a more detailed offer page. And um, I assume in the end you want to generate a lead from this page so that you can sell to me. All right? Uh, if I'm incorrect, Mario, please correct me. Before I go any further, I'm going to back up, and I'm asking everyone on this phone with marketing experience to, uh, marketing experience to look at the home page, and let's please critique it. How would you make this page produce more? Mario has confirmed that they want to generate a lead. So tell me how to make the landing page or the home page produce more. All right, here comes the, here comes the advice from my audience. No credibility, too much text, hard to even see. Click here to find out more. more. It's hard to see that phrase. More benefits and image to support. Lead form on the page. People are starting to say, uh, add a form. It's, uh, uh, the page is 
is boring, uh, ask for email address, there's no client testimonials. All right, I'm getting advice. And Mario, if you are like many marketers who get this kind of advice, it's somewhat helpful, but in the end, it's hard to figure out exactly what to take from it and apply immediately. And it's not just the advice that's being given by my audience, but when you look at your own landing pages, all of you that are on the line right now, and ask yourself, what can we do to immediately impact the results we get? Now, Mario, you remind me of uh, someone who was on a call like this when we took a live look at their landing page, and we made some adjustments. It was Legion. It was the New England Journal uh, from the New England schools, uh, their University of New England. And they... They quickly, based on 10 minutes of conversation like this, achieved a 300% lift in conversion. 300% more leads. They sent us all the details, showed us the data and the specs, and they were quite excited. Now, I point that out to you to say, all right, suppose we're trying to get Mario 100% lift. And by, uh, you know, we use that as an illustration for the fact that I'd like to see all of you get a significant lift. What's the simplest way to think about this page to see clearly where the money is leaking? Now, before you answer me, it's not enough to say, well, I think we should change this or change the headline or there's too much text or click here to find out more. Boy, you're right. Click here to find out more is terrible. It's gray on white. That's a terrible way to do it. And, Mario, no offense. It's just helpful to see that if you can just make that a clickable button, you're going to double the clicks on that page. And, frankly... The page is not doing the job it's supposed to do, and they, you shouldn't even require a click to get to what they need. I could give you those kinds of specific pieces of tactical advice, but they still miss the point. Unless they're united by some kind of meta-theory, some kind of deeper understanding that allows you to see the whole thing, to get the big picture. Now, having said that, I want to talk to you about the whole goal of today's program because I want to teach you something that will allow you to think in more depth, in more depth about the actual process of optimization and, and I think perhaps help you to immediately see not just what to change but why to change it. With that in mind, I want to start right away with a case study. This is what we call a pervasive case study. We're going to be working back and forth with this throughout our session. It does not matter whether it's subscription or it's e-commerce or it's legion. At the present moment, please understand that if you look at this page from that perspective, then you're thinking tactically instead of strategically, and you're going to miss the whole thing I want to teach you today. Yes, with more time in an hour, we could have taken you through illustrations in e-commerce and in B2B and in lead gen. And what you've come away with was, well, if you're doing lead gen, you should put the form on the, on the center pane of the page or some other tactical piece. And you run right away and do that. And for some of you, it works. And for some of you, it does not work. And you can't understand why isn't it working. And the reason is because you are applying the tactics without having the strategic understanding. So, Bear with me. I'd like to turn this really into a class today and teach something fundamental that will improve the way you think about landing pages. And to do that, I'd like you to look at this first case study. The partner is a large, a very large online community with a free membership offering and basic services and then an upgrade to a paid subscription membership. The goal of the, of the experiment was to increase 
the sales of paid subscriptions. The primary research question is one we build into our test protocols. You can see it, which subscription order path will yield the highest conversion rate. We're comparing various versions. And the approach. These are the key things that set up this test. And I want you to see, first of all, the control. This is the original order path. This is for someone who is beginning to complete a subscription. On your left, you see the free membership sign-up page. And, uh, and if you look at it in depth, you're going to start to see some problems. There are two equally weighted choices, free membership versus paid subscription. Now, while you get to choose between a free membership or a paid subscription, there is no rationale for selecting the paid option. There's no reason on the page that would give you uh, uh, a significant enough understanding of the value to weight your decision in favor of giving money instead of taking something for free. Does everyone understand the inherent problem with this page? Number two, to consider the subscription option, you've got to click to expand the option selection box. All of these issues create friction and undermine value. You're following us so far. And then you've got to do an email validation, and you move through a series of steps. Step one is at the top left. Then the drop-down box clicks open, and you have this more or less version. Step two is email validation, and then you return to the page step three and go through this process. A general idea of this is all that you need to get the point I want to make. Okay? Uh, now, questions are coming in. I will be taking questions at various points. The, one of the ones that people often write frantically is, how can we get copies of this? We do send out uh, everyone here who should be a subscriber to the journal will receive from us. If you're part of the clinic, you're subscribed to the journal, the full briefing. We will email this to you at, at, with uh, notes, etc., from these experiments. I want to thank, by the way, the research partner who, who is brave enough to do all of these experiments with us and to learn and to get the gains. And I would point out also that if you haven't ever explored a research partnership with us, this is what we do. We will partner with someone in the private sector and we'll study and learn. And at the same time, of course, they get significant gains. And you can find out more about that uh, on our website. All right, so let me go on to the treatment. Now you're going to see a slightly modified... I do not pretend that this page is anywhere near what I want it to be in the future, but please notice how there have been significant changes. The options and the drop-down menu have been clarified and cleaned up, and we are keeping them from experiencing too much unsupervised thinking on this page. <coughs> Adam Lapp is the uh, analyst here who oversaw the experimentation working with Gabby from our team, Gabby Diaz, and uh, a group of our analysts and scientists, some of which you probably know, Aaron Rosenthal, uh, Jimmy Ellis. Uh, uh, Adam, you're online now. Do you want to explain to us what your primary goal was with this treatment? Sure. Um, if you remember from the control on the previous page, um, they weren't really clear on what you were signing up for. You know, am I signing up for a free membership or am I signing up for a paid? Um, the key difference you'll see at the very top of the treatment is that 
um, we changed the entire tone of the page to be um, you're signing up for a free uh, membership. And that's, and that's the only tone they feel until they get to the very bottom of the page, um, at which point they have the option to upgrade to a premium subscription. Um, and then on the payment page, um, one of the big differences you'll see is that um, they go straight from the sign-up to the payment page. So no longer is there the email validation um, step there, um, which you know forces people to go check their email, you know, have another option to decide if they want the subscription or not, and then maybe come back a day later, a week later, and then um, have to um, revisit the decision all over again. One of the one of the things that you want to understand is that. Again, I don't care whether it's lead generate e-commerce. There's a principle we're building up to, and further testing will show you with a bit more sophistication how it applies. It's more important for you to capture the principle right now. So let's let's go forward, and let's see what the difference was in terms of results. Here you have the actual study, the control, the treatment, the relative difference. The key is simple: 89.23 percent higher conversion rate. This is a significant increase in revenue, and it's caused by a change or two to this process. How many of you on the audience right now can already think of other things you would do to make the page better in addition to what we've already done? I would imagine if you've been with us before, you've seen other things that you might want to change. However, what I want you to do is to kind of see a simple methodology that underscores how we think about all the pages in order to get not a gain, but the highest possible gain. And, and to do that, I want to introduce you to a concept I'm going to assume you have some familiarity with, and then to something much simpler. This is the conversion sequence. We've spent years developing this heuristic. If you don't know about it, go to the Marketing Experiments website. It is free. There's $10 million worth of research there. Type in conversion sequence in the search field, and, and study many of the articles that explain this. But what it's saying is that the probability of conversion is affected here by certain variables, certain factors. The motivation of the user, the clarity of the value proposition, that's V, not the value proposition, but the clarity of it. The incentive, minus any friction, that is psychological resistance, minus any anxiety. And, uh, and that is different than a psychological annoyance. It's psychological concern, and it must be treated in a different way. If you've been certified in our programs, you'd know about these in depth, but all that I want you to understand right now is that these factors, the value proposition, the incentive, the friction, the anxiety, are all major impact points that determine whether or not someone makes the purchase from you. And they occur not on the web page, but in the mind of the person that you are communicating with through the web page, that there really is no such thing as a web page unless you print it. Instead, it's really some kind of a presentation via pixels, uh, and it is a series of switches, zeros and ones, in computer technology that allows this image to appear before someone on a kind of monitor or screen, and that the whole notion of web page interferes with your understanding of optimization. What we must do to get high, effective conversion lifts 
is optimized not the web page, but the thought process in the people who are experiencing the communication of the web page. And to do that, I want to take you to something I've never taught before. Some of you, this is all new to, and you need to go and study it more. Some of you have heard this before. You're saying, yes, yes, but what else? And all I want to do today is to teach you a simple application of the conversion sequence. And to do that, I want to show you a, a, a simple chart. I want you to see that red triangle as representing a fulcrum. And, and on the one side is the value creation, and on the other side are the value inhibitors. Now, value creation are all of those pluses, positives, all of the value that you promise. And on the other side of the equation are all the inhibitors of value. Friction, for instance, uh, the number of form fields, the complexity, the choice process, any kinds of psychological resistance, the nature of form fields, anxiety, concern, all of those factors inhibit. So, in a sense, one takes away, and in another sense, uh, one on the other side adds. Now, the problem we had with the original page is it looked like the top bar. Friction, the value inhibitors, whatever they are, not just necessarily friction or anxiety, but the value inhibitors outweighed the value proposition. It didn't make sense to upgrade to anything paid in the old page. And what you had was a simple process where there were too many factors weighing down the value. With the treatment, what you saw was a fulcrum where we increased the value proposition. Now, we did very little in the first test. I'm going to show you another one in a moment. But we did very little in the first test to enhance the value, but we certainly reduced the friction. That meant the right side of my seesaw is lighter, and thus the weight of the value proposition as it was, because people came in with some knowledge already, outweighed outweighed the friction and anxiety and all <clears throat> I'm losing my voice but I'm going to give you all I've got please please bear with me all of the of your work in conversion has to do with this simple fulcrum human nature is remarkable and whether you study Hyderian balance theory or cognitive psychology or get deep into what really goes on in commerce and transaction in the end there's a perception of what it's worth to me compared to what it costs for me to Take it. And that analysis at a subconscious level is happening every inch of the step in your conversion process. And what I'm hoping you'll come away with today that's different than what I've talked to you before is that you'll start seeing every web page looking for ways to lighten the friction, anxiety, inhibitor side, and looking for ways to increase the weight on the value side so that it becomes an obvious decision. Now, before I take you to another test, before I take you to a test that will, that will uh, show you this in more uh, relief, please know something. Please know that you can see it or understand it. It's just in the design of a button. How many of you have gone through a site and at the end of the pitch is a little button that says submit? That button, submit, is one of the most horrific pieces of language you could ever use because every time you ask somebody to do something, even to click, you must imply something that they're going to get in exchange for the click that makes it worth 
the time and the effort to comply with your wish. You never say submit. You say receive your free copy. Whatever it is you must say on that button is essentially changing the weight on the other side of this fulcrum. Now, if I were to go back to the original page that we looked at, there's many ways to fix that page, but essentially you have a tremendous problem in that the friction anxiety outweighs the clarity of the value proposition, and all you've got to do is throw some rocks over on the left side of this fulcrum, and you'll see the whole performance change. I saw, I mentioned the New England Journal. I mentioned the 300% increase. Did I mention that when my team saw the page they redesigned based on our conversation, we were impressed, but we also saw a way to increase it probably by double. It wasn't that it was thoroughly optimized. It's just that they threw enough weight on the left side that suddenly they saw a significant gain. This is a difficult economy. You don't need a 5% increase. You need a 40% increase and a 90% increase, and let's please get some together. So, if you go back to the conversion sequence, you'll see, you'll see the clarity of the value proposition, and you'll see friction. So you see V, I, F, and A. <clears throat> now I'm going to go back. And you can see here the value proposition and the additional incentives compared to any friction or any anxiety. This is one way to apply the fulcrum. So, we went back with this same approach, this same approach to this same site and said, how can we get a better result? And the goal here was to increase subscription sales. And the question was, which subscription path will produce a higher conversion rate? Same basic question as before, except now we run a more complex test. All right? So, here's what we did. We designed a test that looks like this, and I, I'd like you to absorb this slide with me. At first, it might look uh, a little overwhelming. The numbers here tell you about this percentage of traffic that was split. Don't worry too much about that. Instead, notice that there are four treatments and one control. That means we took the original page, we designed four other pages or paths, and we tested all four against the original. It's very important for me to take the time to show you the differences between all four of these so you can see how the conversion fulcrum was actually impacting the results. Now, remember something. Put yourself in the shoes of the other company. You just got a huge lift. Is it possible to get another significant lift? And if so, how? And what would you do? Well, here is the offer page. And this would represent the, the control. And we're looking on the conversion fulcrum at this, and we're thinking, all right, what is taking away and what is adding? Well, there's a problem. There's not enough clarity about the value proposition. That's a huge issue. I want to suggest to you on the website right now that 90%, 90% of the companies I've talked to cannot express clearly their value proposition to me in person, much less on their website, even if they have one. Your value proposition is not your business model. It's not how you make money. It's not what you describe. It's not a description of, of what your business does. It is an answer to a question, and the question is simple. Why should I purchase from you rather than any one of your competitors? If I'm your ideal customer, why should I purchase from you rather than any other of your competitors? Now, 
the value proposition must answer that question, and your website must answer that question immediately. When they come to your landing page, there are three questions on their mind. Where am I at? What can I do here? Why should I do it? They don't even know those questions are on their mind. It's an instinctive process of human nature to get oriented in the place, to understand what can be done in the place, and then that deeper question, especially in marketing, but why? Why should I do it? That's where the value proposition comes in. And this page has no use of incentive. It's available, but they don't emphasize it. No one hardly realizes it's there. And there is friction. There's distracting links. There's unclear options. There's an interrupted iPad. So what we have, think about that seesaw. Think about that fulcrum. There's a lot of weight on the right side of the fulcrum. And not enough weight on the left side. Value inhibitors but not enough value creation. So we're going to try to correct that. And, and let's look a little bit closer at what's inhibiting the value. And this is so true even in retail. I see it all the time. Here we have options to be billed and prepaid, and they're equally weighted. The control page offers prospects four different ways to get involved. That is high friction. That is too much unsupervised thinking. Never, ever give them four equally weighted options. Make it easy for them to choose. Choose for them and allow them to refine the choice, but do not make them do that much thinking. Too much friction. It creates psychological resistance. The payment page, the headline does not reinforce the value proposition. You do understand, don't you, that every single page of your website must strengthen that fulcrum. Every single page must increase the weight on the value side. Every page, every page. Some of us, we treat it like this. We, it's like we're casting with a fishing rod. We hook the fish, and then we set the pole down and go home and wait for the fish to swim in the shore. As soon as they say yes, they raise their hand, I'd like to purchase. You do not consider your work done, but only begun. Now you intensify. This is why 30 to 50% of all our orders are lost in the cart. These are people you may have spent 50 to $100 to get into the cart, and now you're going to lose them before they complete the transaction. So you must think about the fulcrum and intensify the weight of the value all the way through, even on the credit card page. Too much friction, not enough value. Now, let's study their site. Think about this in the way you might think about your own site. When you look at analysis, here's what we discovered. Substantial problems that we saw here with these buttons can be corrected if we saw the traffic pattern. The majority of the prospects from these offer pages chose the three-month prepaid membership. That's the lowest risk, lowest maintenance option. So that's important because that helped us think about how to design these treatments. And we have four, and we're going to look at the first one, treatment one, and we're going to walk through it and use it to learn this principle. I'm going to pause here for just a moment, and I'm going to have you think about this. Before I actually get into treatment one, uh, I want to take a few questions. So, first of all, while you're giving me questions, give me feedback. My voice is failing me. Can you hear me clearly? Number one. Number two, am I going at the right pace for you? Are you capturing this? And, uh, and uh, number three, what questions can I answer for you? All right. All right. Thank you. I will take a drink of water. That was very gracious of you. <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'll keep trying. Uh, why that's coming in, some of you have asked me about the value proposition. 
someone says, I've been confused as to whether a value proposition should be a sentence, you must be able to say it in a sentence. If you can't, it's not ready yet. It's like a movie that you can't title. I've worked out on the West Coast and produced a lot of programming and television, and I can tell you that it's high concept when you can say it in an elevator and they instantly get it. And when you have a great idea but it can't be articulated in a sentence, it's not ready yet. And it's shocking how many websites can't say in one sentence the simple answer to the question, why I should purchase from you rather than any other competitors. And even say it in a direct, honest, but humble way. And say it not with a lot of um, uh, quantitative or qualitative statements about how fast or good you are because I have no reason to believe that. I need numbers. I need quantitative statements. If, you, if you're going to say something about your site, about how fast or good you are, let a third party say it. Because I don't buy from websites. I buy from people. And I don't like websites that brag any more than I like people who brag. I just want the truth. Help me make a decision. All right, so now I want to continue. Um, and I want to, someone's asked me, can you delve more into specific elements about friction and anxiety? I can't yet, but I'm going to show you examples. But I can tell you that if you go to our website, there are whole sections about friction and anxiety. You can read the experiments and read the report. You can even hear me lecture uh, on these topics, and perhaps they could help you. All right, I'll continue. Look at, uh, look at the, and the compendium. Thank you, Ryan, the compendium. Um, we'll tell you about that at the end, I guess. Uh, treatment one is, uh, is, what we should look at next, and here it is. All right, so this is an improvement over the old page, and all I want you to understand is what was the big difference. Well, there is a much clearer headline. It tells the partner's name, explains the subscription, and points out what you get up to 120 of these and browse with no ads and browse all the way back to the year 2000 and make polls and journals and USC CSS templates and download art to your phone. And it's all summarized over there with the amount of bandwidth and, and, uh, and it becomes very clear what you get. Now, some of the audience, answer me. What have we just done to the fulcrum? Somebody tell me what we just did to the fulcrum that we talked about earlier. All right. We've tipped it. Very good. Yes, we've added weight on the left side of the fulcrum. That's the key. We've added weight. And remember, this fulcrum is not the web page. It's in their mind. It's a psychological evaluation that's taking place. And we're helping them evaluate this by giving them more reasons. All right, so let's keep going. All right. Now, here's the payment page. We continue the same process on the payment page. We reduce the friction here especially. We make it easier. We simplify the iPath. A bad iPath creates friction. We've streamlined the options. We've made the button imply value, activate my access. Not, not uh, submit, not register, but activate my access. Headlines and subheadlines. So what you're seeing happen here is on this page a significant reduction in friction, and we're still trying to throw more rocks on the value side to get more weight over there. That's treatment one. Let's look at treatment two. In this treatment, the chart substitutes for the bullet points. We're wondering, will the audience respond better to a clear chart, to a matrix? Certain kinds of audiences, for instance, developers and programmers, sometimes respond very well, even better, to a matrix. So 
Now we're trying to add clarity, which reduces friction and value, by explaining what the value of the higher level subscription is. And so, again, we're taking weight off the right side and adding weight over to the left side. All right? Very good. Now, let's look at the two steps, the two-step paths, all right? So here's the control. Treatment one and treatment two are all two-step paths. Both treatments use radio buttons with a single call to action to present users with a clear objective. However, only treatment one presents prospective members with an evaluative chart. This weighted offer resulted in a 0.29% increase in annual prepaid memberships over the control. But stay with me. We're not done. This is just a caveat. If you're not clear in what I just said, that chart had a small, important difference in the way people responded. But we wanted to keep testing treatment three and treatment four. So look now, please, at treatment three. Treatment three received fewer click-throughs compared to treatment one. 1.635, and treatment two received 1,716. Treatment three's conversion rate was higher. Stay with me. In treatment three, what you're seeing is something very similar, except we've made one significant change. Adam, explain to them what it is. Sure, yeah. Um, one way of reducing friction is just simply reducing the amount of steps someone has um, to go from the offer page um, to actually buying the product. Um, so treatment three, what it did was, um, you see the design is identical to treatment one, but we took the step two and actually placed the payment on the offer page. So although it reduced click-through from, uh, from this page to the next, um, uh, due to um, mitigating the natural loss of attrition, um, that would, people would have from clicking from one step to the other, we're able to increase conversion rate. So now you have reduced friction by, by combining the two pages into one. And on the first, it looks like a loss, but let's look at it overall in just a moment because you get less overall clicks, but people don't have to get to the next page and then click again in order to make a purchase. Here they have everything they need to make a decision, and it is a simpler process. So we've reduced friction again. By the way, same value now. The value hasn't changed. We haven't added any weight to the left side of the fulcrum, but we just took a lot of rocks off the right side of the fulcrum. Let's look at the fourth one, and then I'm going to compare the performance. So now we went back, and we took that other page. You recall the one that this looks a lot like treatment two did. This has the feature matrix and the chart, and we combined it and made it a one-page offer. Now, there's something wrong here, and I'm going to tell you why in just a moment. I want you to look at all these pages, and, and I want you to tell me why you think one performed better than the other. So pay close attention. But here is the premium options, and then underneath that is the combined piece. So we have, again, we've not added value to this particular treatment, but we have reduced friction. So... We've gone from sing to single-step processes. And you can kind of see that all the way through here. So I want to poll the audience right now. And John, come over and help me. Well, I'm going to open a poll. I want you to vote. Now, we 
we've given you some clues here, but take a look at all four of these treatments, one, two, three, four, and tell us which one. Just go ahead and click. We're watching your vote. Tell us which one produced the highest possible yield. What produced the highest possible yield? Your votes are coming in. 33% of the audience has voted. Keep going. I need the numbers to be higher. I want to validate. This is a, this is a large test sample. Uh, this is a, probably one of the largest gathering of marketers in the world that takes place every single month, twice a month, and we learn a lot from each other. It's, it's a community. All right, so looking at this, let's close the poll. And... Uh, and we've closed the poll. We're going to show the results. And with the poll closed, and uh, the audience has voted, and many, many times, in fact, you've seen our, if you may not have seen them, but we've taught our marketers intuition. In 9 out of 10 of our examples like this, the, the marketing audience gets it wrong. But based on what you're learning and understanding about the fulcrum, I'm pleased to tell you that I think you're getting it right. Let's look at the actual results. Oh, before I do, before I do, take just a moment and use your Q&A feature. Tell me why you voted for whichever one you voted. Just take the Q&A and tell me. If you voted for three, tell me why you voted for three. Go ahead and write it in. Simple form, one page, very easy. Each way to go, leaks out of the funnel. I hit the wrong number and hit four. All right. <laughs> Sorry for the friction. Uh, I, I, it looked the easiest to me. It's true it would be good if these were larger. All right, good. Due to the earlier increase on treatment two, that's smart. That's why they picked four. All right, your, 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 your answers are still coming in. I'm going to show you the actual results now. Treatment one, treatment two, treatment three, treatment four. Bottom line, you can see it on the screen. We already had achieved an 89% or whatever that was, that first, that first increase. The new test produced 148% increase in conversion. Who, who here wouldn't settle for a 50% increase on the first test and 100% increase on the second in conversion. Wouldn't that have an impact on your business? This is real business. And remember, this is driven right to the bottom line, the subscription revenue. And I, I take you back to the point that it doesn't matter. It does not matter whether you're e-commerce or lead gen right now. I'm hoping that you see the point. Look at the fulcrum at the bottom of the page. All that has happened here, all that has happened here is that we increase the weight on the left side of the fulcrum and we saw additional value creation against uh, a mitigated, minimized, reduced value inhibitor. Now, there's something else that happened. I'd like to tell you why I think four did not perform as well as three when it all came down to the final decision. So tell me what you think. Take just a moment. Tell me why three beat four, because remember, four slightly beat three in when it was in version two of the treatment. That chart slightly beat three. Why didn't it work in four? Somebody says too many options, too many choices. Decreasing clarity. I think decreasing clarity is big. Easy to grok, not clear, too much to digest. That's important. 
A lot of good answers coming in. I'd like to go deeper than that if I could with you, though, and I'd like to point out something. You can see four, you can see the winning treatment here, and it begins a conversation with you. It talks to you. It's very clear. People don't buy from websites. People buy from people. I think those who saw the chart in the early experiment saw that and were actually clicking through to get more meaning. And so you got a slight increase in conversion. But people who saw the chart and then were asked to pay based on the chart only were basically being asked to enter into a relationship before they talked to anyone. It's very important to use words. Now, you retailers in e-commerce, I see this done over and over again. Don't just meet them at your website with a bunch of graphics and banner ads talking about discounts. Tell them where they're at. Tell them how long you've been in business. Welcome them into the site. Show them how to use it. Communicate to them. They want a relationship with you because you're trying to establish trust, and there is no trust where there is no relationship. Treatment three begins that. Now, I'll guarantee you that our team can take this treatment and improve yet again its performance. Still, the huge gains it's achieved already underscore the importance of this simple way of thinking about conversion that I hope is going to impact how you think when you go back. And that is this, the conversion fulcrum of making certain that every time you ask someone to do something, you give them a reason to do so that outweighs the cost associated with them complying. Now, if you're following that with me and if you find this helpful, what I'm thinking about doing in my last few minutes is going back to your web pages and hammering them, this time looking at them through the lens of the conversion fulcrum. If you would like to do that, vote real quick and say yes. Otherwise, I can teach more. Vote fast. We want to use every moment we've got. I'm getting all yeses. All right. All right. Uh, then let's please, let's please do this. Let's go to some websites, and I'm going to need John to come right here and manage this, and anyone from my staff to help, because we're doing this on the fly. Bear with us if you're in the audience. There's a lot of people here, and there are hundreds upon hundreds of submissions. Scroll back up, John. I'll point to just a URL, and you take us there. All right. You might want to start submitting URLs again. Let's not go back to the top. Fire us a bunch of URLs, and let's look at some that we can pick right now. So let's go to TimberGhostShop.com right now. Would you do this? Submit your URL and then a dash and tell us what the site's objective is or what you do there. It would be very good to, to do that. That will give us way more clarity as we're picking URLs. Uh, while you're doing that, I'm taking us over to a website. This is TimberGhostShop.com. All right. It says, Land Big Fish in 09, choose Strike King Lures. Click here for details. Sign up today, buy now, buy now. All right, let's just stop there for a second. Based on what we've been talking about with regard to the fact that people buy from people, not from websites, and that the conversion fulcrum illustrates the kind of analysis taking place in the mind of someone as they're considering what you're asking them to do, how would you make this site more effective? Someone tell me. And the audience, help me. And we're going to go back and pick another URL. We're going to move fast. I want your comments. And then uh, uh, we'll critique this. All right. After holiday sales, shop or outlet department, click here for details. 
Let's just, let's just, let me see what your comments are. Clear photos. All right. Someone says that we need clear photos. What else? You're still submitting sites in between your comments. Lots of sites coming in. There's no lead-in copy. That's absolutely right. There's no value proposition. That's absolutely right. This page wants me to buy, buy, or sign up. It wants me to do all those things before it establishes any relationship. This is all value inhibitor with no value creator. Worse, it doesn't establish relationship. Now, it is appealing to a highly motivated segment of the, uh, of the marketplace, and so they may wrestle through the homepage to get where they can learn more about something that will matter to them. But with that, with that scrolling, I guess, flash-driven, animated, way too big a banner, they can't even make meaning of the page because just about the time they start to get story click, it changes again and makes them wonder what they're looking at and what they can do there. I neither know where I'm at, I don't know what I can do here, and I don't know why I should do it. If I scroll down, I see I should buy something. But what and why? Not clear. You're asking me to make that decision. That button should never say buy now. At the very least, if you want me to go to that section, you should say something on it that isn't as harsh a commitment as buying. I'm not ready to buy. I have no relationship. Find out more. That's all right. But even then, these three boxes are evenly weighted, and there's no text, no communication, no dialogue. Lose the big flashing picture. Talk to me at the top of the site. Tell me who you are. Tell me what I can do here. Tell me how to use the site and get me started in the best possible way. Now, I hope that helps you. We're not trying to be harsh at all. I just want to help you get results. And if you'll start to think that way and apply the conversion fulcrum, I think you can. John, take me to another site. Aaron, are you on the line? Just speak up if you are. And uh, let's look uh, as we scroll up here. I see jacksuniforms.com. We're going there. There's a lot of big companies on the line. There always are for these calls. But I'm picking some smaller companies on purpose, uh, or what I perceive to be smaller companies. But All right, so click here to order online and view our full-service logo attire catalog. Okay, audience, tell us how to fix it. Marketing experts, critique the site. What's the number one thing you would do to fix this? Go ahead. I'm watching it coming in. Redesign it. <laughs> Redesign it, someone said. All right. Uh, uh, let me see. Uh, what's in it for me? Flash is confusing. Too fast. Change the color. Too much going on. Make it look professional. Make graphics more appealing. More text. Less flash. Needs value proposition. You know, a lot of you said very good things, but I want you to apply the conversion fulcrum. And just think for a moment about this page. Uh, first of all, it establishes no relationship, and then secondly, it doesn't do anything to, to tip the fulcrum in, in the favor. I don't know what you want me to do on this page, and I don't know why I should do it. And I don't even going to begin to figure it out because I've got to wait while this flashing image clicks before I can even understand what it is I'm supposed to be seeing. I see a tie, and then I see a guy with a ball cap looking like he's working a chainsaw and people in raincoats, and ha I don't get it, and neither does your marketplace. Uh, if I could say this graciously and kind and without anyone getting upset with me, it's just a horrible website. It's so bad that you've got a lot of promise. You can make this work much, much better if you'll simplify. So uh, I would get down to it. I don't even want to start the whole redesign, but you need to start with text. You need to explain who you are. There's got to be a value proposition associated with your business. I need to understand that, and you probably need to lead me into some kind of lead gen unless 
I can buy right now. If I can click to order online, don't tell me that at the top in banner blindness. So let's go on to a different site, and perhaps we can help you more offline. John? All right, so we're going to pick a site right now, and we're going to go there and see if we can help you with this, all right? This is um, uh, an e-commerce site, foxcreekleather.com, okay? So here we go, foxcreekleather.com, e-commerce. Let's see how we can help you. All right, so here's Fox Creek Leather, America's Made Leather. It'll, it'll last a lifetime. Uh, all right, I, I want to say something, but first I'm going to let uh, the audience speak. All right, quickly, take a look at the site. Tell me how you fix it. I'm looking for the smartest possible comment on this site, and I want to see you applying the conversion fulcrum. What's missing? Uh, I want to answer a question. Small, is small family-run company a good thing, someone said? Actually, it can be a very good thing. It depends on how you, who your audience is and how you're talking to them, but it's a very good question. That can be part of your value. It really can. Uh, but let's continue. Navigation is unclear. Make uh, uh, what's the call to action. The graphic is scary. Is it only for bikers? That's a good point. Is it only for bikers? Show product on home page. That's absolutely right. That will increase sales dramatically. What is it with the family and the dog? Who are they? I guess you get that when you read to the left. Uh, too choppy. All right. These are all comments from the audience. Let's look at this from the standpoint of the conversion fulcrum. And before we do, let's just say, uh, before you can even present the fulcrum, you've got to connect. Now, the text is in the wrong place. It's at the bottom of the page. There is this very big banner with something black that might be a coat in between that says thinking layaway. Find out more here. First of all, we're not thinking layaway yet. That's in the wrong sequence. Remember, this is a sequence of thoughts. Do not get me with a thought that's too, er, too late in the buying process and put it in too early. I don't think layaway until there's something here I want. And even if I was, what in the world would you put this big, long, black box in the way of the text that's talking to me and establishing relationship? I have to work through the meaning for a while before I understand where I'm at. Even if the image is perfect, this is a problem. So we need to communicate the value proposition, and you're starting to do that. This mini about us down here is the right kind of idea, but it needs to be much higher up on the page, and you need to suggest to them some products in the text or some category pages in the text so they'll click on blue underlying links and go right into your site because you don't make money until they click. You need products featured underneath this text. You might even need the kind of clarity like, there are three ways to shop here at Fox Creek Leather. You can shop by category. You can shop by, you know, if there are other ways to shop, tell them. You might emphasize your sale. I like the picture of the family and the dog and the message. I think this is better than many sites. No one sees free shipping. It's in the wrong place. It's in banner blindness. You need to get these images smaller, emphasize more with the text and the products, Communicate in the way that you're trying to communicate, but sooner, sooner in the process. All right. We're going to wrap things up for today. There's more I'd like to do. I'm sorry that I can't get to all the submissions. Uh, because uh, this concept is so critical, I'd love for you to email us and to, to show us if you have uh, been able to apply this to any of the issues in your own site as you're trying to optimize. I also want to point out for you, that um, 
that uh, uh, you can get the – some of you have been emailing us or writing us or, or uh, questions about the research partnerships. There's information on the screen that will help you connect with us if you're interested in doing some experiments so we can help you with your conversion. Beyond that, would you take a few moments to write in here? And by the way, we really – it's hard for us. We have to have good partners in order to glean all the things that we're learning. We look very hard for the right research partners. We get many, many submissions, hundreds of them, but don't be discouraged. We really take each one very serious, and we will contact every one of you who – who submit for a research partnership application, you can read about them on the website. But we do treat that very serious. That's how we've learned so much. It's a community. We're learning from each other. Can you – someone says, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick <laughs> me. I think I, I'm getting that one. That's a, I, I've got your URL. Would you, uh, would you give me feedback on this time together? Uh, I'd love to hear if you found this helpful or not. Just take a few moments in the chat or the Q&A that you've just been using and, and let us know if this has been helpful for you. We are most grateful for your trust. We're going to be conducting a whole series of experiments in the next three months, and twice a month we'll be back to present to you what we've been learning. And we hope that will help you to get results. We all need optimized funnels right now in this, in this difficult marketplace. And I think it's wonderful for us to stick together talk, to learn from each other, and to, to grow as a community. Tell a friend about us. We would be really grateful for that. Invite them to this clinic and register early. We only have a 1,000 seats that we can actually open. Even We generally have many more than that try to get in. You, you might want to show up early. You're, if you got in this time, it's very good. Thank you, thank you, and we shall be back again in two weeks with more information for you.